You're listening to Language Casters Football Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show for all football fans who wish to improve their English language skills. My name's Damon. I'm in Tokyo. It's hot and humid here. I wonder what it's like where Damien is. Hi, Damon. Uh, I'm uh, here in a breezy and very, very wet and miserable London where the talk about Europe, both on and off the football pitch, has dominated here for the past couple of weeks. Uh, so, after 50 matches, Damon, the European Championships taking place in France has now reached the final game, which will see Ronaldo's Portugal taking on host France. And on today's football podcast, we'll be looking ahead to that game and also looking back at some of the words and language from the tournament. I'm sorry to hear it's a bit rainy and uh, dark over there in London. Um, I hope our show can brighten up your day. Now, first up, we'll be, we'll be reviewing some of the good, the bad and the ugly from the tournament. And after that, we're going to be talking about our Euro 2016 predictions competition. Very exciting. And then we'll look at some of the phrases from the tournament. For example, penalty shootout, Cruyff turn, to root for and to win ugly. And we'll be finishing off the show with our predictions for, of course, the big final. Now, Damon, just before we take a look back at the Euros, we mustn't forget the fact that Chile are the Copa America winners for the second year in a row. Congratulations. After yeah, mm. congratulations. After defeating Argentina on penalties again. Um, how about some other good moments then from the Euros? What have you got? Well, I think most people will be looking at how well Wales and Iceland did. Two outsiders, two of the smaller teams uh, in the competition who've outperformed all expectations, reaching the semi-final and quarter-final respectively. Um, while we should also mention Hungary, Northern Ireland and Ireland, who all made it through to the last 16. Very exciting indeed. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic stuff. Um, also, it's been good for France. Um, they've organised the tournament so well. The stadiums look fantastic. The attendances are high. Uh, getting around the country was great. And luckily, uh, security has also been, been really, really good. And, of course, the hosts have reached the final. And they'll be hoping yeah. to top it all off with a win today. And they've got uh, Antoine Griezmann, who's got six goals so far. And he's favourite for the Golden Boots Award. Of course, that's the award for the player who scores the most goals in the tournament. So it's been good for France. Anything else? Yep, well, it's also been good for Cristiano Ronaldo, and he'll maybe be having an eye on that Golden Boot Award himself. Yeah, <laughs> Although yeah. he started badly, he's grown in importance throughout the tournament. He's got three goals and three assists, so uh, it's not over until this final is over. So, Damon... That's been the, some of the good. What about the bad from the tournament? Well, there's no hiding it. England were awful. Uh, there was so much expectations on them. A pretty young team, admittedly, but they only managed one victory, and that was a last-minute win against Wales. And uh, that ended up with the three Lions being dumped out of the tournament uh, by Iceland in the last 16. And that also resulted in their manager, Roy Hodgson, resigning. And also many pundits had tipped Austria to be one of the dark horses. I think I was also included in that. Uh, but they even failed uh, at the first step and they were eliminated at the group stage. So those were my bads. How about you? 
Well, for me, Damon, bad. The quarterfinal penalty shootout between Italy and Germany, which saw seven spot kicks missed, including a really bad effort from Juventus player Zaza, who blazed the ball over the bar after a crazy run-up. Did, did you see that one? I did indeed. And the thing about that as well is those spot kicks were from the main uh, penalty takers as well. The ones who came after them managed to slot theirs away with no problems. That's right, that's right. Um, another, another bad for me was Belgium. They flattered to deceive. So the golden generation, as they've been called, once again failed to live up to their potential. They undoubtedly have the players, but can't seem to play as a team and were well beaten by a Welsh side in the quarterfinals that showed all the things that Belgium did not. Teamwork, work ethic and tactical knowledge. Yes, indeed. Belgium ranked second by FIFA and uh, yeah, they didn't show up at all, did they, in this tournament? Not at all. Now, what about ugly? Anything ugly for you from the tournament? I see what you're doing here, Damien. You're giving me all the bad news from, from the English side of things. But again, <laughs> Sorry. the first weekend of uh, the tournament saw terrible scenes with fighting taking place in Marseille between Russia and England fans and while the following weekend also saw more fighting uh, this time amongst Croatian fans um, and that saw their match against the Czech Republic held up for five minutes because of the violence. Now, Damien, you were at that game in Saint-Étienne, weren't you? Uh, yes, I, I was uh, lucky enough to get a ticket to uh, travel down from London to see Croatia versus Czech Republic and Croatia were fantastic uh, until that delay in the game and it seemed to knock them uh, out of their rhythm and the Czechs came back to draw 2-2. Two -two. Very, very, uh, very tense moments in the stadium uh, during that game. Um, I was also at uh, a match in Lyon. I saw Albania versus Romania, which was wonderful because Albania scored their first ever goal in a final and of course they went on to win. And uh, I was also lucky enough to see Ireland play S uh, Sweden in Paris, which was a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, what was your favourite standout moment so far, Damon, from the tournament? Oh, it's a difficult one to say. Um, I'm going to I'm going to put my England hat on, and so that last minute goal against Wales by St Daniel Sturridge <laughs> was one was a, a very exciting moment for me as an England fan. Um, but still, with my England hat on, I've got to say, watching the game against Iceland. I ended up rooting for Iceland to win and uh, seeing them actually do it, playing so well. That was probably one of the highlights for me, the 2-1 win by Iceland. That's interesting, interesting, yeah. Just one more thing, one other highlight for me obviously is about Ireland. The, uh, the late, late winner that Ireland scored, Robbie Brady's goal against Italy so that the Irish could qualify. through. It was a wonderful, wonderful moment for all Irish fans there as well. Vous écoutez languagecaster.com now, we've been running a predictions competition here at languagecaster.com and we've got one game to go, only one more. And uh, at the moment, Tokyo Red is three points ahead of Firuzi. Um, so that's 46 points to Tokyo Red and 43 to Firuzi. And that's followed by Umid Jom on 40, Fitzpab on 39, Fegesi on 38, and Man City on 36. Now, remember, there'll be prizes for the top three, and we'll also have a random draw prize for everyone who entered the competition. Yes, uh, I didn't do that well in this year's competition, but thank you to everyone for taking part. Now, next up on our show, we're going to take a look at some of the words and phrases from the European Championships.
Okay, and I'm going to start with Win Ugly. Now, teams cannot always play in an attacking, stylish, or a beautiful way. Often they have to defend a lot and maybe win on a counter-attack or even with a bit of luck. And so sometimes we use the phrase to win ugly when describing this kind of victory. In the Euros, Wales beat Northern Ireland thanks to an own goal after a dull encounter, while on the same day Portugal snatched a winner against Croatia in the last minute after almost 120 minutes of boring football with few chances. Both victories can be described as winning ugly. Yeah, Damon, can I ask you a question? Uh, you're a Liverpool fan. How would you feel if Liverpool were winning ugly? To be honest, I'd embrace it with both hands <laughs> as long as there was a trophy at the end of it. Oh, fantastic. Now I'm going to have a look at the phrase penalty shootout. So when two teams draw a game in the knockout stages of a tournament, they play 30 minutes of extra time. And if they are still drawing at the end of this, then they use a penalty shootout to try and decide a winner. So each team takes five penalties, and if they still cannot be separated, they continue until one team has outscored the other. And this is known as sudden death. So in this year's European Championships, Poland defeated Switzerland in the last 16 in a penalty shootout, but they then lost in the quarterfinal to Portugal on another penalty shootout, while Italy were defeated by Germany in a quarterfinal penalty shootout. Damon, what else have you got? Okay, well, I've got uh, to root for, and this is thanks to Enrique, who contacted us from Chile about this phrase. Now, to root for is an American phrase, and it means to support, to cheer for. And uh, I think in this tournament, uh, in the early stages, many people were rooting for Wales in the European Championships. And I wonder uh, who's rooting for Portugal tonight or France? I can see one of my neighbours here in London has got the Portuguese flag out, so I'm guessing they're rooting for Portugal. Anything else, Damien? Yes, the Cruyff turn. It's a, a move in football when a player turns and leaves the defender behind him or her. So the turn first appeared at the 1974 World Cup when Holland's superstar Johan Cruyff turned a Swedish defender and left him for dead. And this is what Welsh striker Robson Canu did to three Belgian defenders in their quarterfinal match when he scored the second in their 3-1 win. Now afterwards, in a press conference, the player said, I had my back to goal and they're thinking I'm going to set the ball and I've Cruyffed and put it in the net which is a really interesting way to use the phrase as a verb. I've cruyffed. Have you ever cruyffed Damon on, on the pitch? <laughs> I think I've cruyffed myself sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're, you're very, very right to point that out. I think that's the first time I've seen it used as a verb. Yeah, I wonder, can you use, uh, I know, for example, the word Zlatan uh, in some dictionaries can be seen as, I think in Swedish dictionaries, you can see it as a verb to Zlatan. Um, right. But I wonder, can you, uh, to Cruyff, will that be in the dictionary soon as well? It may be, it may be. Now, if you come along to languagecaster.com, you can find more phrases and explanations like this. So there's a huge collection of footballing terms, and expressions, and vocabulary and cliches if you check out our football language glossary. And we're always looking for more words and phrases. Uh, so like Enrique, if you know of any football phrase, then let us know by contacting us at admin at languagecaster.com or through Twitter or through learning English through football, our Facebook page. Yep, you can, as Damon said, you can follow us on Facebook. And we'd like to say thank you and a big hello to all of those 
who are following us or liked us or retweeted our recent posts. Okay, now we come to the end of the show and the end of the tournament. There's only one game to go. Uh, Damien, how about a prediction for the final? What do you think? I think... Uh, I don't think it's going to be very exciting. I think Portugal are going to try and strangle the French. Uh, they're going to defend in numbers, and uh, I think Portugal might sneak it 1-0. And, yep, I think Ronaldo might get the goal. How about you? Um, I agree with your analysis up to a point. I do think Portugal will go into this thinking that they are the underdogs, and therefore they're going to have to try and stifle uh, France's uh, attacking flair. But I don't think they're going to be able to. And I've got a feeling this could be a pretty comfortable victory for France. And I'm going to go for 3-1. So Ronaldo may get one goal, but I think it's going to be a late one and a consolation goal. Wow, fantastic stuff. All right, we're looking forward to that later on this evening here. That's it for this season. We'll be back in a month or so when the new 2016-17 season gets underway. It's only a month away. That's brilliant. And don't forget to come along to our site uh, for language support. Ask a question on our forum. Sign up uh, to our news newsletter or simply just get in contact with us and let us know what, your th what you think of the show or our football language site. And, of course, enjoy all of the football. See you soon. Bye-bye.